This is As of Late Podcast. It's your boy Titus, and we got Shame Gang in the building. What's up, brother? What's good? What's good, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah. We we made it. We got it. Finally, finally, <laughs> man. We've been trying to schedule we got this for like, a minute now, right? The devil tried to hold us back, yeah. baby. He can't hold us back. We in there. <laughs> yeah. We here, man. We here. How you feeling, man? Man, I feel good, man. I, good. I really feel good right now, man. I'm in a good place, so. You know, that's all you got to ask for. Good, good. Yeah. You're in a good place, mind, body, yeah. mental. How's the mental? Oh, yeah. Uh, mental's good. You know, I feel like every day we're working on our mental a little bit more. But uh, like I said, right now, man, I just feel like I'm in a good place, you know, mm. spiritually and all that good stuff. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good to hear because that's so imperative. Being in a good place, um, and you could probably vouch for this, being an artist, that, that really helps with the flow pattern. Right, right. Um, even when you're not in a, you could be in a, Feeling bad, but if you express that in a right way, it comes out to be beautiful art. Facts. And so a lot of the times um, with certain artists, they may be in a bad space here, but don't know how to unlock that to get that stuff out. Right. Do you ever go through that struggle where you know, you feel like you want to get it out, but you still be having a block in a sense? Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think everything is about timing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't like the force thing. So if, I'm, if I got that block, man, I, I, I got to... I got to process that block. Mm. You know what I mean? And what do you mean by process it? Like, just go, like... Just go through the motions. Experience it? Yeah, go just through. go through the motions and experience it, you know? Um, even when it comes to, like, writer's block or anything like that, you know, I just... I got to pass it. I got to go through that, you know? Sometimes mm. you, you can't hurdle, hurdle those things sometimes, you know, force, force them. In my, in my way, you know, that's what I say. Yeah. For me, everybody else is different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it because every time that I've tried to force it, it bombs. Like, yeah, like yeah, like I've tried to force it a lot, a lot, man, and and it don't turn out the way I be wanting to, you know, turn out. So I was just like, man, you know what? Let me just go through this or whatever it is. I think you gotta, you gotta live, you gotta live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, you gotta experience all the highs and lows of everything, you know, to get to your destination. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've learned to just buckle up and go through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know. Almost like driving, you know, yeah. in a sense where it's like, I found myself when when I'm driving, you know, you'd be rushing to like a red light. Right, it's right. just like, it's a red light, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> or you just, you, you're going to have to yeah. sit through this. Yeah. Like, some things you're just going to have to sit through. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's that's your journeys, your trials and tribulations, you know. Like I was talking to Southside the other day, I was like, those tests you have are just for your testimonies later on. Yeah. And so um, when they're, when they seem like, you can't force them, like, don't force them. You know, nah. like, you want to force yourself out of a bad situation, but don't force that. I learned to just go through that process yeah, of the man. pain, man. Yeah, you got to go through it, man. It's like, you know, every every day has a different, you know. What they say, you go through different seasons in life, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I every, where I got to right now, like, you know what I mean, I, I wouldn't have got here without going through all the other shit I've been through. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for it, you know, um, bruises, cuts, you know what I'm saying, all that, but, hey. You make you who you are. Yeah, yeah. battle scars. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you you built for tough. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a the old commercial it. say. You know, I tell people that. Yeah, I'm built for tough out yeah. here, bro. You know, big facts. Yeah. I ain't I ain't here sitting in front of you without trials and tribulations and getting through them. You know, mm-hmm. like Chappelle said. Yeah, and, and you can probably vouch for this as well, especially being an artist and being an entertainer and trying mm-hmm. to reach plateaus. I remember watching him. It used to be this show I used to watch a lot called like Inside the Actor Studio. Right. And um, he was talking about his successes, and he was like, um, he was talking about just how wicked the industry can be at certain points. And he was like, look, like, ain't no soft people talking to you, bro. Like, he was like, ain't no soft, like, people coming, talking to you, interviewing you. He yeah. was like, why why do you think these people get a certain breaking points? Yeah. He was like, it's not because they soft. He was like, maybe it's because the environment is a little sick. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, when when you're going through things, I, I would imagine teamwork make the dream work. So. How how important is that for you to have the the right from it from your girl to like maybe your engineers the right surrounding is so key when you're in those modes mm-hmm. as well. Um, man, you gotta you gotta have those people, man. Like I, I remember years ago trying to do everything by myself all the time, you mm-hmm. know. And then you know it was tough. I mean, I got to those places I wanted to get to, but I just remember like when you get to a certain point in life, man, you got to make adjustments with your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody that you put in your life serves a special purpose. 
you know, you might have a person that's very good with, uh, with, with marketing, you know, another person that's very good with, with thinking of projects and, and all of that stuff. So, um, or a person that, you know what I'm saying, that's just going to give you the real too, you know, you mm-hmm. can't have a lot of yes people in your, you know, your, your group too. So yeah. you need people like that that's going to keep you grounded and people that, or so, so when you do get too big for your britches, sometimes they can sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, yeah, you keep need, it real with you. Yeah, they keep it real with you, you know? So I, I believe that's truly important, man. I'm always, and I'm always searching for people to incorporate in that circle to make my circle stronger as well. Mm. You know, some people say it's good to come up. Sorry, to come up okay. with your um with your day ones. That's cool. Yeah, but sometimes your day ones they got to follow their paths as well. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't take everybody on your path and just expect that they're going to be like, all right, well, I'm gonna shut down everything on my life and mm-hmm. focus on whatever he's got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody has their own path that they have to take. So sometimes it's good, you know what I'm saying, as you get to those certain plateaus and meet different people that can help elevate you, you elevate them as well. Everybody serves a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Iron, iron sharpens iron at the end of the day, having go. those right people that, you know, because like you said, a lot of the friends that I've come up with, you know, 10 plus years, um, they're not involved in this process. Yeah. You know, they, some of them are not involved in my life. Yeah, they got to <laughs> do, do their thing, man. We all got issues, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, we all got to live our lives the way we do accordingly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you said earlier, um, which kind of reminded me of myself, you were like, I used to do a lot of stuff myself. Mm-hmm. How did you get into a realm of, I don't want to do this by myself, or having enough trust to bring people in your life to go through the process with you? I think part of it was like, man, I, I wanted to experience... Because that's tough. Yeah, that's tough yeah, it when is, you, When man. somebody that's so isolated. Yeah, it is, man. Like, I wanted to get to a point where I could just focus on being an artist at one point. Like I was like, mm. man, like I'm doing everything when it comes to, excuse me, putting together these shows and, uh, you know, shoot, I was outside passing out CDs, flyers, all types of stuff like that. That's man. exhausting. Um, yeah. Then, um, developing my own artwork and all of that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like, um, I needed to, uh, expand that man and just you know focus on like i said getting back to just being an artist and then getting what's getting to what's the most important the music mm. and the entertainment itself and so once i did that man um things started to flourish a bit better for me man and I, like i said i love the way i'm in right now and the people i got in my circle because it helps me focus on that mm. yeah that's so imperative and i feel like um going through that experience that you went through in your early stages even though having the team now like, because I went through trials and tribulations just with this podcast where I had to learn how to do certain things myself because of just losing, you know, it just comes with the process. You're yeah. going to lose certain people. Yeah. But I don't regret it um, because even with the, it, with having a KB, a team, I know certain things, how certain things I want. You yeah. know, like, you don't, going through the process of marketing, you know how you want your marketing to yeah. be. And so I feel like it's it helps out at the end of the day. Because yeah. then when you get that solid team, you're more involved in it. It's yeah. almost like being a cameraman that becomes a director. You yeah. know, if you're a cinematographer, you you know the right angles you would want for you that that certain scene. Yeah, you know everything that you want, you know. And then like even with my my engineer that I work with now with music, like we've been working together for so many so many years that he knows everything about me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain styles, certain everything when it comes to recording and mixing my voice and everything. So half of the time I don't even really gotta tell him mm. what I want. Yeah. You know, if it is then it's like or you know, if it is something new then you know it's like it's something that we come together on and it's fresh and new and we trying something new, you know what I mean? But other than that, man, he knows it. Mm. Yeah, and that's very imperative. So you would say kinda to the degree he's kinda like your forty in a sense. Facts. Yeah, you know, it's I mean? always good to have a 40, man. Yeah, you gotta you know, have a 40 if, you know? if you're blessed enough to have one. Yeah, I don't really go to Wales now. Now it's like, you know, that's my home when I come to recording, you know, outside of features. You know, if it's somebody like, hey, you know, come here, come here, mm-hmm. then all right, cool, you know what I mean? Like, for example, like, uh, like I'm working with an artist now, uh, she's probably familiar with Sianka. Yeah, and, yeah, um, shout out to her. Yeah, you know, we think been, she's from originally Raleigh, area. yeah, yeah. And uh, we've been trying to get in the studio in my studio, but then it was like, you know. A lot of schedules conflict, but you know she's a dope person at heart, and I'm a fan of hers too. So I'm like, yo, at this point, like, I go wherever you want me to go to get this song done. Yeah, because I already know it's gonna be dope. We already, you know, been playing back and forth. So yeah, and that's yeah. humbling. Yeah. You know, um, me and again, shout out to South. We were talking about that having the humility as well, mm-hmm. in the sense of when when you want to get a project done, or you you know not kissing ass, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know it's it's a level to respect yeah, to, like respect to like it. yo, bro, what what do I need to do to get this stuff done? If you really, because I realized that with me being um, 
and I try to find that balance because you know, like I I don't like to kiss ass, right. but at the same time, I want to show someone enough respect to be like, yo, I honor your work, and I really want to be a part of that process. Like let's let's combine something right. in a sense, um, and having the humility to do that, I think shows them that um, you're you're really involved and want to be. Um, in the process of whatever they're doing. Because then yeah. down the line, um, whether it be a show, whether it be um, a feature that comes arise in their horizon, you're in their thoughts. You're in that mm-hmm. thought pattern and then I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah, that's, how I, that's how I feel too because like I'm not a, I've never been a cloud chaser of anybody when it comes to features or anything like that. Like if I genuinely want to work with somebody it's because I'm a fan of their music for mm-hmm. one. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it from the outside. Like, no matter how big I, I ever may get in this music thing, like, I'm ne- I'll never be like that. I'm always going to be tapping into people that I'm a fan of, big, mm-hmm. small, whatever. You're not heavy on the features, though. Nah. Is that is that intentional? Did you come into it where it's just like, nah, I, mean, I want to show y'all niggas what's good? <laughs> I'm, I mean, with this project that I just dropped, you know, uh, I mean, a year ago, um, I wanted to really get more in my musical bag and show what I really could do as much. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's why I had limited features. Mm. Well, now, in the next project, it's a little bit more, you know, because I, like I, I really started tapping into people that I really, like I said, was fans of. And so now you're going to see this more. This next one. This next one is coming okay. out. Yeah. So Safe Haven was more of like... Yeah, Safe Haven was more like my coming out party. Yeah. You know? I'm I felt at, that. Yeah, like I had a project before that, but, you know... Um, I was in a process of still like kind of finding myself musically. Mm. Now, you know, when the No Safe Haven came, it was a lot of growing pains and a lot of growing up and a lot of learning and a lot of pain processed through that whole album. So, mm. um, you know, healing. Yeah, healing. Yeah. You know? So now, you know, with this next one, it was like I had to go through that last album with No Safe Haven to get to this one. And uh, this mm. is where you're going to see more. Of uh, me being more comfortable and doing the music that I want to do, I'm not doing the music that people, other people, want me to do anymore. Mm, yeah. I feel <clears> you, <throat> and you get that sense with that because I would say, um, going through the tracks, it's more of like a, like, mm-hmm. this is me, yeah. like you, like, because I heard you in features previously, but I feel like with this full body of work that I listened to, um, it was really you getting comfortable. Letting people know this is me, yeah. um, this is what I'm giving you, this is my life. Yeah, and um, I, I if for anybody, uh, I recommend listening to it because if you really want to get to know Shame Game, it's really he's giving you this life and in, in through this whole project. Mm-hmm. And so with that, um, going through the process of what you went through with that, um, how do you take the time to? I don't want to say heal because because then you you get certain projects to where like it's so emotional right and uh you need that time do you do you put the time aside to heal through a process of like writing lyrics like you write mm. and um you know because you know they're therapeutic but at the same time it triggers certain things ptsds and certain things so um but that project i was healing and writing at the same time mm. like i feel like i i probably wouldn't have created some songs if i wouldn't have got through certain other songs mm. like to be honest with you when i made that album i was going to figuring out if i wanted to even do music anymore mm. you know my brother just died you know and a lot of the songs that were on that originally on that project i took off mm. you know what i'm saying because i just wasn't feeling it anymore mm. my mindset was in so it really i'm, I'm really gonna i really say that you know my brother passed and really revamped that whole project mm. you know what i mean it made me look at things differently and um and so yeah like i you know, and then I knew, like, I think the first song that I recorded and wrote was still here that was just dedicated to him because I couldn't write anything else. I couldn't get into any other bag of mine creatively. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like I needed to get that song out, you know what I'm saying? Because it was a process of healing for me. And so once I did that, then that's when other songs started to come back. I started to get my confidence back and mm. everything like that. And I started to feel like, all right, now I'm doing what my brother would have wanted me to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I feel like this is what he wanted me to do, then I need to do more. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing more. Keep yeah. doing more. Keep doing more. I always feel like he's there saying, yo, right, you did this. That's cool. Now you got to do this better. Do that better. Yeah. And that's how I feel going forward with these next projects. Word. Yeah. And so in a sense, it um, revamped you, like how you said, to where like I, I would imagine, because of course, and, and of course my condolences for that mm-hmm. loss because losing a brother like that, yeah. um, 
I can only imagine. My brother is my best friend. He's my yeah. roommate. Uh, he's a lot of a lot of the process that I grew up on, yeah. and so I felt that sense from just um you know just the Instagram writings that you would talk about and um, yeah. reading the stuff about your brother, how involved he was in that process for yeah. you. So when you go through a loss like that, I would imagine um you have self doubt. Yeah, you have um you know reflection of like what am I what do I continue this process? And I would imagine you you looked at the bigger picture of of course he would want you to continue to do yeah. this. Yeah, because I knew like I mean. He always, like I said, wanted me to do music. You know, that was our dream since we were kids. So mm -hmm. I knew. But then, like I said, it was just part of me to just felt, like you said, that your brother's your best friend. That was my brother. Mm -hmm. So it felt like I lost part of me in a sense. And it was just like, damn, like, how do I even continue to do this? He was my motivation in a lot of things. So, uh, you know, that's why I kind of started to look at things. Then I looked at it like, man, you, your brother a trip. He'll kill you if you fucking quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. you know, um, that's why I look at it now, man. And now it's just, um, like I said, I'm just, I'm extra motivated because, like I said, um, I know he would want me to go harder and keep going harder on everything that I do. So that's why a lot of people, like, look at me now and be like, damn, man, you never stop. You never stop. And it's because, man, like, like him dying, I had the last conversation I had with my, my brother. Of course, you're never going to think somebody's going to pass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... It was like nonchalant. You think you're going to see him tomorrow. You don't see him tomorrow. So now it's like if I feel like I, you know, if I got something in my head and it's, it's music-wise or anything, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to hurry up and get it down and get it out there because I'm not going to put it off. It might not be tomorrow. Yeah. Do it now. Mm. Yeah. That's why I look at it. Yeah. Mm. And I feel that. I feel that in a sense because um, if people, previous people that have watched this podcast know the history that I've had with it. Um, I had a best friend that was like my brother because he didn't have a brother in a sense that was the same age as him. Mm -hmm. We were the same age. We went, He went to East Mac. I went to Independence. We were right down from each other. And um, he was always involved in the adult years of my life as I got to know him. And he got into a car accident mm -hmm. right before we were going to do this podcast. I was going to do the podcast with him. Bam. And so I went through um, a lot of survivor remorse because between him getting in the car accident, going through the windshield, then my mm. boy, Man, Manuel, right. went through the windshield and died. And then I got into an accident and survived. Mm -hmm. But the only reason I survived because I had my seatbelt on. I would have mm. went through the windshield as well. Right. And so I dealt with a lot of um, survivor remorse off of that. Mm. Because I was like, man, like, this is my boy. Like, like this one, I was still drinking. So I was like, I was drinking like a Damn. mug. Like, Man. I was going heavy because I was just like... I put everything on hold. I just didn't really get it. Yeah. I just didn't because, like, the dude was, like, like they, they put a mural of this man on Common Market like mm -hmm. <laughs> because, like, the, he was just a love. He was a big, he was a big figure when it came to, like, the east side of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And so when um, when he passed, I was just like, fuck this shit. All I wanted to do is just drink and have chaos. Right. Like, that's all I wanted to do. I would just go to spots and just have chaos. Then I became a bartender, so that was even worse. Cause I wasn't doing nothing but just drinking with people as well after I got off work and something clicked to where it was just like, I don't know, man, some, whether it would be the Holy spirit, whether it be his spirit talking to me, it was just like, I felt like Kurt Warner. Like, I don't know if you watch like document, I'm a really big documentary head. And mm -hmm. so I was watching Kurt Warner's documentary on like a football life. And he was talking about how um, he was working at the supermarket after he had a tryout and uh, he didn't get the first tryout. And then somebody was like from the Rams gave him a call and was like, yo, man, um, we saw you at that tryout, even though if you didn't want to do it, um, even even though you didn't get it with Atlanta, we would like to bring you in. And so he was like, nah, you know, I'm good. He was working at the supermarket. And he was like, I was putting up paper towels and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> And I felt like that in the sense of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I ruining my life? Um, he would not want me to do that uh -huh. in a sense. And so right then and there, like, I started doing a podcast in my crib. Like, it was just, like, the first half of my podcast, the first year, um, I would say the first six months, like, it's no video. It's just me um, talking about, like, life, transitional stuff, um, dealing with suicide, depression. And um, from there, it just started to build to where I wanted to. That's why the first thing I asked you, like, how is your mental? Because, mm -hmm. like, me being a creative, like, I used to be a writer myself. Like, still am, but I just transitioned from music to, like, really writing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, writing books and stuff like that. And so, like, I feel like it's always a soft spot in my heart for the artist. Because the artist is a very sensitive being when it comes to the creativity, um, dealing with the mental space. And um, I try to ask people 
how are you really feeling through this process of being an artist? Because being a creative, you you feel like um, people assume that everything is just copacetic and you're flowing through these things and flowing through these different patterns. And so it's very important to check up on our brothers and sisters. And so doing that, it became what it is now to where um, it's pretty much an outlet for artists, entrepreneurs, anybody going through that struggle, getting to know them and giving you shame, gain your flowers, but at the same time, Checking up on my brother as right. well, yeah. seeing how he's Make doing. Make sure the mental is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I say all that to say, I feel you one hundred percent in losing somebody that was like a lifeline. Because yeah. for me, I felt like obsolete. I didn't want to do anything when um when that situation happened. And but we better ourselves through them, through their spirit, and continue to live on for them, like you doing. And then you you come out with this great body of work. And so yeah. I give my hats off to you, man. Yeah. And I know your brother is. Wherever he, he's with the pipe, God playing mm. pool with Jesus or something, man. Dad gonna do yeah. his thing, knowing that you're gonna kill it for him down Dang. here, man. You gotta carry it on for him. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And with, with that being said, um, how did it start with Shame Gang? Because um, where did you get the name Shame Gang? Are you in a gang? <laughs> no. <Like that? laughs> Yo, right, so, Should I be worried? Nah, no, nah so I so Originally, man, it was just shame. I got that from battle rapping as a kid, um, back home in DC. Um, yeah, Chocolate City. Man. Yeah, what man. You know about Chocolate yeah, City, man. man. No, you know, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, born in Maryland, raised in DC, and um, you a PG? You look like PG a PG County, County guy. You look like a PG County guy. How do you know? Let me find out. <laughs> you probably can ball too, kid. You can ball a little bit. Yeah, oh, I, play, yeah. I play college ball. All yeah, there. I already yeah. knew. I, I can read yeah, these PG see? County niggas, man. <laughs> That's funny. Everybody be saying that too. I mean, you dress like a PG nigga. I'm like, Damn, you have a certain persona. Like you probably got some basketball shorts under that, nigga. Are you? To rock those like that. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. My cousins are PG County. Damn, so that's like crazy. My, I got I used to go there every summer and ball. They taught me how to play ball. You got so. the shorts already on it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and take it off. You ready For to sure. go? Yeah. Carolina boys get a lot of respect yeah. out here. Maryland, DC, a lot of ballers out there. That's what's up, man. That's fire. Yeah. But yeah, battle battle rapping up there, man. And then um when I got here, like I was, you know, I was in this, you know, music scene heavy there, of course, but it, it really didn't pop for me until I got here, which is crazy because it's mm. like I basically made a name back home off of the work I did here, mm. which is crazy. And so, um, yeah, uh, but like I told you, I think we sp- spoke about this off of camera. Uh, yeah, I had some discrepancies with my name, you know what I'm saying? I didn't go through the right legal procedures to, you know, mm. copyright my name. So uh, this was like, man, matter of fact, this was before I dropped No Safe Haven. So it was crazy because it, wow. like, it was like three months before and I already had the artwork and mm. everything done. And they basically hit me with some email. Not actually, uh, Instagram hit me first and was like, yo, like, you know, yada, yada, yada about this name and stuff like that. Who'd you go through and all this? I'm like, who is this? Dang, the gram went through? Yeah, they hit me through the gram. Then they they emailed me because I didn't even respond to the joint. I was like, man, somebody fucking with me. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they hit me on this other stuff. Then I actually got on the phone with this guy and then, you know, spoke to him and everything. And I was just like, wow. So You spoke to a lawyer? No, I spoke to the guy. And then he The actual dude? Yeah. one One of the dudes from the band, yeah. And um, I don't like it, man. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I wasn't really feeling that." I don't like it, and all that. And so, um, yeah, you know, long story short, man, short man, I ended up having to change it, which is cool because now everything is, you know, legal. Everything's set. Nobody can't take my name. That nothing. is crazy. Dude. Like I said, I started to run up on him at a show, man. Like, mm-hmm. yo, y'all niggas stick to my name, but nah. Um, but it, it worked. It, like I said, oh, it worked out, man. I'm glad, you know, what I'm saying, because what if I would have released this project? Under that name and everything, then they hit me with that, mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, "Damn, I gotta yeah. take this all, all this shit. I gotta revamp all of this shit." You know what I'm saying? And so it was right before I ended up getting the deal with Equity uh, Equity Distro. Yeah, and so I was like, "All right, everything happens for a reason." I truly believe that. I yeah. was just about to say, and you know yeah. what, man? At the end of the day, I feel like um, that situation happened because I feel like God wants you to have everything in place. Mm-hmm. Preparation is key because I see it happening for you. I see the progress of everything going in motion. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one yes And it's not who you know It's what you know And part of going through that process Of getting the right yeses Is being prepared mm-hmm. You know A lot of these people Get their opportunities Is because their ducks Are in a row And they're prepared And so I feel <clears> like That name When 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 these A&Rs Are coming to you And when it's time For you to do these partnerships um, Down the line 
God want everything in line for you. It's like, you know what? Get that name straightened out now. So mm-hmm. it's like years down the line, and you ain't got to think about that. You know, right. getting, getting, you getting everything in line now. So when shit hit the fan like how I know it will, psh, they ain't got nothing to worry exactly. about. Your business, your, your T's across, yeah, your I's are dotted. A lot, of, a lot of artists don't really think about the importance of the legal stuff when it comes to yeah. this music shit. Man, I be telling people all the time, the music part is the easy part. Mm-hmm. The behind the scenes shit when you got to deal with your BMI, ASCAP, and then when it comes to licensing deals and uh, um, yeah. damn, uh, like, you know, producers and you know, credits and, you know what I'm saying, doing your split sheets, all that shit like that, man. The, how you're going to get paid, that's a little bit of the headache, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So get all that shit straight, man. Your BDS, all that shit, you know, then it makes everything else more beneficial and you, you're more happy with yourself, you know, when you're getting money that's coming in and checks and all yeah. that. And you ain't got to worry about, you know, who name signed off on that, who signed off of that, who's saying this ain't your name and all this shit. And then mm. motherfuckers is taking shit, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why it gets to the point. That's why it comes to the point now, too, where I'm just like, damn, do I even want to fucking sign a record deal? Mm. <laughs> because there's yeah. a lot of bullshit that goes it's, on. There's so much stuff that goes into it, man, to where it's like it reminds me of Chappelle again on that same interview. He was like. A lot of you guys, he was talking to, you know, he talked, that, that thing is interviewed in front of students. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I'm looking in the crowd, and he's like, I see y'all out here all wide-eyed, like ready, <laughs> ready mm-hmm. for the world of art and stuff like that. He was like, all my artists, he was like, just prepare when business comes into art, prepare to have your hearts broken. Yeah. And, and, and it was very much a fact for me, because when, when you go into that, you're wide-eyed. You just want to make art. You just want whether, yeah. whatever it is, whether yeah. it's singing, sculpture, painting. You know, like I, I, I see it here because we have a really big art scene in all different spectrums, and mm-hmm. I see it with some of my friends just on the scale of just like photography and like dealing with these museums and stuff like that, how these museums imagine. are going to try to take our culture but then not pay us what we really they are worth when it comes to the revenue. Yeah, I'm experiencing that now. Um, well, like on a broader on a broader scale, for like on a on a rap scene, I would say mm. because I'm a I'm a huge fan of just music, man. I love performing, and so people hit me, you know, all the time, you know, like y'all want you perform? Can you get on this show? Get on the show? And I have to get more in the habit of directing these people to my booking agents mm. and all this stuff like that, or my manager and everything. And it's like, you know, years ago. It was different, you know. Years ago, you could hit me and do all that, you know. what I'm saying, and we can work it out. Now I have to get more in that, you know, position and be like, all right, man, my manager he wants me to stay strict on this, mm-hmm. or my booking agent is strict on this, and you know, I don't want to lowball myself by doing shows for free or yeah. doing shows for, you know, what I'm saying for mm-hmm. the super low low just because you're my homie. And I understand that we homies, cool. I might give you a deal, yeah, we, or we can work out something cool, but just like, you know, if we really, really friends, then you would support, you know, yeah. what I do. Say if I was doing this, like, full-time, full-time, mm-hmm. you know, which is my dream, then it's like, you know, I, I would really have to be mindful of that, you know, because it's like, all right, if I do lowball myself, then shit, I might not eat tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to think that deep, and I was going to mm-hmm. ask with that, you kind of give me a little hint of it when it comes to dealing with friends, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with friend artists. How does that work? Do they do, because then you you might get some of those friend artists that would be like, this nigga this think nigga he's he young. <laughs> this nigga refer me to his manager, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, dang, yeah, but it's really business. Yeah, it's business, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're going you gonna to want me to, you know what I'm saying, to pay for something for you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or if, I, or if I'm really your homie and you throwing a show, I'm not going to ask you, can I get a free ticket? Mm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna buy and, and support. I'm gonna pay full price. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or even that. You know, or if it was like if you come into my show and you say, "Shane, can I get free tickets?" Okay, I might give you free tickets. All right, cool. You gonna buy a shirt at least? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Buy like some merch or something. Yeah, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So it's like that's the way I look at it, man. And it's like yo, if them people that they say you're your homies and they always looking for the low and the free and they always come around always when it's beneficial <laughs> to them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like damn, dude, I be having dudes hit me up. And they like, man, I see you with Wu-Tang or man, I see you with Conway. I see you on tour with these people. Can I get free tickets? Dude, have you ever been to a shame show where it was just shame headlining mm-hmm. and came and paid or yeah. or even asked to come free? Nigga, did you come to Cass Cradle yeah, last week? Yeah, did you day? come to Cass Cradle? <laughs> did you come to Snug Harbor? Did you come to these places? Mm-hmm. And he's like, damn, no. But you want to come where Conway's coming or you want to come where you course, know, everybody yeah. else is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that shit pisses me off right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that You're just getting the hint of it. Yeah. Like, so be prepared for the bigger you get, the more it's going to happen, mm, bro. It sucks. You know? I think you're seeing that now because... Um, this is just a smaller scale as you get bigger as an artist. 
you're gonna deal with that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's one of the pros and cons of being a creative like that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy, man. Like even now, like me and the store, the tour ain't even started with me and Pooh yet. People <laughs> hit me already. <laughs> like, yo, bro, I see they prepared. They here. getting ready. <laughs> Can I get it? I'm like, dog, man. I just. I I leave more red, man. Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, I'm it's, do it's, it. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's sad, but you got to do what you got to do. And that's and that's really for the <laughs> mental as well. Because yeah. that stuff, like dealing with all those different hands, like you gotta you gotta bring that out too. Because that'll Bro. that'll be toxic for your mental I as was, well. I was talking to Lute about this. I think it was. Uh Dreamville Fest week And I was like Bro I know you We want to turn Your damn phone off mm. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like I could only imagine shout What he goes Luke. through Yeah shout I out can to only imagine out What he goes through When Dreamville Fest Comes to North Carolina Bro mm-hmm. Like I just know It's crazy Yeah I had a friend It's funny you say that Because like I'm 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 the type of dude Where it's I know um, How important That interview Would be for the culture mm-hmm. And I had a friend We were in the same spot Yesterday Mm. It was me, Lou, and a friend. I ain't even gonna name him. And he was like, um, he was like, yo, man. He was like, what's up with you in that Lou interview, man? Like, you need to, you like, press that nigga. Mm. And I was, <laughs> I was like, bro. Wrong way to do it. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, because like, I'm all about organic. Right, yeah. And I was like, at the end of the day, like, I've spoken to Lou. Lou knows me. I know him. I was like, I told my friend, I was like, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. It'll bro. happen. I was like, I'm not pressing no nigga on no, yeah. no. And he's a genuine like dude, bro. Like, yeah. he, he, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of slack to people that think he that that you know come off might say that he comes off as he thinks he's better than people or whatever because we had this conversation where he said people feel like that towards him sometime mm-hmm. or whatever because and I'm like dude he's one of the most humble dudes I've ever met in my life I've never got bad energy like, off of yeah him. so when yeah. I heard that when he said that to me I was like damn like <clears throat> them people really need to go find God because something wrong with them because I'm like I met dude probably two three years ago at hopscotch and. We've been cool ever since. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's always been a positive energy. You know what I mean? It's never been no shady stuff or nothing. And and that's that's new for me because usually some industry cats do come off like that sometimes. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But smelling from, themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. but from him, man, it's like the dude is pretty much a superstar and probably one of the nicest people I've ever met, dog. Yeah. Like genuinely. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to him and much love to him. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he's always gave you know gave gave me respect and uh, showed me love and advice too. So shout out to him, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I I, I feel like people again. I was telling this friend this. I was like, yo, bro, um, cause this, he's he did the same thing with Ferrar. Right. Uh, he was like, yo, when you gonna do that? I was like, bro, like Ferrar is a busy nigga. <laughs> like I was like, and 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 we talking about loot. This yeah. is this dude that was doing Dreamville. Fans. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's Grammy nominated. Yeah. I was like, bro, like. Just to kick it, I ain't no, I ain't trying to ask this yeah. nigga every day for about a damn interview. Yeah, I just want to get to know the yeah, nigga, like yeah. on some shit like that. Like yeah. when you know the shit that he got going on on his plate, I don't. Yeah, but I just from the outside looking in know it's a lot of shit. Yeah, like and build, so, yeah, build an organic like relationship. Like most of the time, man, him talk, man, we don't even talk about music. No, nah. we talk about cars. We talk about rap. I mean, not rap shit like basketball shit or whatever. But most of the time, like I said, or we either just kicking it with Dev or whatever like that. But other than that, and just shooting the shit, asking him how he's doing, shit, asking yeah. how his daughter doing. Bro. Exactly. Like, yeah, we talk about our kids and yeah. that's it. Like I said, we don't even talk about music shit like that, bro. Mm-hmm. And we've been, like I said, I've known him for like two, three years now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Yeah, it'll happen organically. Trust yeah, me. I'm all about organic, man. Yeah. Everything, everybody that I've had on this podcast, um. It's been organic. Right. Like, I've asked them. I really admire their work. I really respect their work. Even, I seen you before, like, when you reached out, when I finally got able to have the time to come back and uh, respond to you. I've been knew who you were off of Sheldon. Oh, wow. So I was crazy. like, yeah, this nigga's killing this shit. But I didn't even know you would be able to come down here. Right. Because, like, I figured, I was like, when I seen I was like, I hope this nigga don't think I'm about to go to Raleigh for this interview. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I nah. was like, but at the same time, I was bringing in A, B, and C. I was right. like, well, I was like, this is before you even was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to come down there. I was like, all right, well, maybe I can get him on a voice thing. Or no, what do you call those things? Like, like FaceTime like or something idea, like yeah. that. I was like, quality still be good. Like, I was, I was yeah. just thinking of all scenarios because nah. I wanted to have you on here. Yeah. But it shows um, how much I wanted to have you on here because I was like, yo, like, sh- I ain't really doing this, but I might travel for this nigga. Like, oh, nah. so you and another dude that's in Portland mm-hmm. that I might still do around the summertime. But I was like, well, 
I was like, but I was thinking around uh, Dreamville Fest time. Right, around that time. That's yeah. originally in my mind. I didn't know oh, I'm not yeah. having to work. Mm-hmm. I ended up working that Saturday. Mm-hmm. But um, that's in my mind what I was going to do. I was mm-hmm. like, if he if he's over there, maybe I'll just interview him at Dreamville Fest. Because I was originally going to do that. But mm-hmm. I ended up was like, no, nah, I'm just going to work. Get this bag. But um, it worked out. Yeah, it worked, it worked out, out man. Yeah, center. and I'm glad, man. Like, I wanted to come here anyway, man. Because like I told you before, off camera, I mean, off podcast, that, you know, mm-hmm. I really... Wanted to I want to transition More to coming towards Charlotte because We're trying to get him here folks. Yeah we're You know what I'm saying People, people trying to get him here And all that stuff man <laughs> I don't know yet But um Yeah man Like you know Like I said I love the energy here in Charlotte And then We secondly, need you taking over These venues man <laughs> we, need, we need you at Neighborhood theater We need you at Snug Yeah We need like That'd, yeah. be, that'd be fire You need to come, definitely Come in the summertime bro Yeah man I'm definitely We planning something some Skinny J events Have you met Skinny J Nah yet? I just met Skinny And we actually Talking about doing some stuff. Like I when like I, I talked to him, he was like, "Yeah, we need to try to get you here." And I was like, "Man, yeah, let's let's make a let's make a shake." So, um, but yeah, man, I definitely want to um, do that. And because I like, I feel like, like I said, I think we spoke about this outside, but I feel like um, Charlotte to me is no different from Atlanta. Mm. I love Atlanta. You know what I mean? Based off of the culture and everything that music-wise, it has. And I think Charlotte's the same way. It reminds me like of a mini Atlanta. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I feel mm. like shit be shaking here, man. Raleigh's cool. Don't get me wrong. I love Raleigh. You know mm. what I mean? But I just feel great like... Great artist in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like I've been in Raleigh a little too long. And I feel like I'm ready to, you know, branch out more. Yeah. Another chapter. Ain't yeah, another chapter, that? man. Mm. So we'll see. Like I said, you know, it's either between Cali. You know, some people don't want me to go to Cali. But yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> either between Cali <laughs> or, you know... Atlanta. Where in Cali yeah. would you be thinking about? Um, well, my family stays out in Glendora, like which is like really like fifteen minutes from LA, downtown okay. LA area. So I'll probably be around that area if I did do it, you know, or if I went to stay the summer or anything like that. Um it's just a lot of I got a lot of connections out there that I've really just started tapping into. Mm. And man, I think when I first used one of those connections, I ended up in the in the studio with the game and Hit Boy and all these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn. I need to yeah, start I feel doing. Like I that. remember you posting that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like I, I mm-hmm. just really want to. It's like I, I need to start using those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop being uh, arrogant, not arrogant, but you know what I'm saying. Not letting people help me. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how I, be, I, used, I used to feel early in my career. Like, man, I'm gonna do this shit my way. I'm gonna do it like this. Yeah. But then it's like sometimes, man, you need those connections or you know those friends and people that that are in those circles. They be yeah. like, you know what? Come on, you know. That's Whatever, tough, ain't it? Man. It's because tough, it's man. like you with me. Like I go through that just on a local scale because it's like um, I think it's because of the history I've had of just niggas ain't being shit, right? And so like I'll just be like I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself to where like I was talking about that with Surf like a couple weeks ago. Me, mm-hmm. and her, me and him were talking. And he was just like, bro, like you need some help with these interviews, bro. Like you know, you know who I know, like yeah. <laughs> on some on some shit where it's just like. I'm good, bro. Like, mm-hmm. cause I don't, I don't want it to be in that direction of like. But I found myself like having to put my pride aside in a sense. Cause gotta it's like, away, you got to know the difference in a sense. Yeah. You got to read the room and read the person if they're genuinely trying to do it. Yeah. Cause you know you get some people where it's like, yeah, man, I'll give you this couple thousand, and then like, there's a motive behind that. Yeah. Where it's like they feel like they're holding you by the balls, and yeah. stuff. And I don't never want no nigga to think he hold me by mm-hmm. the balls. And so like I think that's part of the reason why I do a lot of my stuff solo as well. Cause I don't want no nigga to come back in the line like ten years down the line, like yeah, remember in two thousand twenty one, nigga. Now you had like yeah, I don't got time for that, bro. I don't got time for none of that. But if it's organic, you know, just reading the person like serves a genuine like that's my boy. Like he a genuine dude. I know he would like he would connect me with the right people. I say do it, man. Do it, bro, because that's a that's one thing that I'm struggling with now. And I was just recently having a uh, conversation with my homie Kavarsia, and I was like, yo, it pisses me off that when you walk in a room and then, you know, of course, nobody knows you. So it's like, in a sense, you have to, like, talk about your resume oh, or you God. have to talk about the people what do you do? Worked with, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and so that's what I experienced the whole time when I was backstage at Dreamville Fest, mm-hmm. and it was just like, man, I know I'm fucking dope mm-hmm. in my mind, and now it's like I have to prove to you, and then you have to see who I'm associated with for you to say, oh yeah, he's dope, yeah. you know what I mean, and that shit yeah. pisses me off, but it's like that's the that that's the that's the realm we in in entertainment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like a a resume in a sense yeah. like you said you know what i'm saying so like i had a conversation with somebody when i was there and i was just like you know i'm so and so whatever whatever and then he really didn't even 
give a fuck at first. Mm. And then when somebody else was like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he's going on tour with, you know, so-and-so. Mm. A pool, you know. and mm. Oh, word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like, damn, I, got, I don't like name dropping, bro. I hate yeah, that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, like I said, I got to get used to that shit, man. It's just like, oh, you got to play that fucking game, and I hate it. Yeah. But, um, you know, eventually, you know what I'm saying, shit pops off or whatever, people start getting where they go on, whatever, then you don't have to do that. But it just it sucks. Yeah, it yeah. does, man. It's disgusting. I, hate like, like, I, hate I go through those phases even just like, and I think that's on every scale, not just entertainment. Like yeah. when I when I be in some of these rooms where like, and I feel like I think that's just like the the way of people giving you their resume to show that I'm doing something, right? Like I'm relevant. Something even like on a financial scale, like I see, oh yeah, well I do this and I do that, or like within like two minutes of like talking, we could be talking about sports or like yeah, this is a good show. What do you do? Like that's that like <laughs> like like automatically like they'll ask you like what like you start seeing the higher the level you be like that's the second thing that'll come out of their right. mouth like yo what do you do what do you do so what do you do yeah what do you do yeah and I got to a point one time I was about to tell someone I sell heroin like yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah I, I sell heroin nigga that's what I'm doing in the local community yeah. that's what I do yeah because like, you get tired of it and you don't want it goes away from the the purpose of how I feel what I was saying of just being organic yeah you feel like it like, takes away from your creativity yeah. in a sense like, and everything that you've done you yeah. know what I'm saying and just be like damn what about all the shit that I did that led up to me getting yeah. rabbit, you know what I mean and I'd just be like damn alright okay but this is the game we gotta play I guess so you know mm-hmm. a lot of this um, a lot of rap and hip hop is based off of cosigns like yeah. look at look a at, lot of life yeah. is look, based off yeah. cosigns yeah, yeah mm-hmm. too yeah like look at the Benny Butcher situation like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like people cosigned him you know what I mean and mm-hmm. if you even shit you wanna go back further like, you know, just revealed, I think, was, it was like, what was it? Was it Cole talking on that uh, podcast? And he was like, yeah, that somebody said that he told, he was one of the peop- people that told Dr. Dre about Kendrick. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. The first time I heard about yeah. Kendrick was through J. Cole yeah. and years so it was ago. like, damn, we live in this world, though, where a lot of shit is based off that. And you know what I'm saying? You might not like it, but that's what it, that's where it is. You know the name what I mean? of the game, man. It's the name of the game. Even yeah. though I hate the shit, but it's like. It's word of mouth, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. all about the middleman. You know, you get your good middleman. I mean, yeah. it's 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 universal, bro. I'll break it down. I don't want to get spiritual, even with the middleman back to the father. It's, it's Christ. It's facts. So it's like, yeah, it's, in it's, the it's a middleman in everything. It's just mm-hmm. the right middleman that you have to ride with. Yep. And so I don't mind that. I just want it to be organic. Like I want to have a good conversation with somebody, and then like they go home with my information, look me up on Instagram. Oh, okay. I didn't know Titus did that shit. Man. Like that's what's up. Yeah. And like facts. yo, bro, I didn't know. Like, and I've had that happen sometimes. Yeah. But it'd be like, bro, why you ain't tell me about that? Like, yo, bro, like, that, I, I got an artist that you might want to have on yeah. the podcast. Like, I like it like that. That's I don't want to go into yeah. it with that because then I feel like a feel like a whore, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, that's how I ended up in the fucking... That's how I ended up in the studio with the game and Hit Boy. Because I was literally, like, in the uh, in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this A&R there, shout out to Angel from uh, Interscope. And he was just, like... He was all just talking. Everybody in there just shooting shit. Everybody just going around the room. Like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. So he's like, what'd you do? I'm like, man, I'm... I rap, but you know who you here with? You with Tiger and them? I'm like, nah, I'm with my cousin. He does security for Tiger. You know, like, oh, word, cool. What you do? I'm like, I rap. He was like, well, shit, ah, you want to rap for me? I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of saying subconscious, like, I, I really don't want to rap for you, but I, you know, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'll just pull up my Instagram, man. You can mm. just see some shit, some rap shit. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know, then he seen certain things who I was associated with or whatever, and then he seen, you know, and. The music business is so small, so people know everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's like, oh, you know so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, cool. Damn, well, you know what? I'm here with the game. You want to come in this session? Mm-hmm. I don't even fucking know you, dude. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so this shit hit me like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, what's up? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he brings me in the room. He introduces me to the game like he's known me for years. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, bro, this is a shame. This first, this is funny how he did it. He's like, yo, what's your name? I was like, yeah, shame. He's like, all right, come in. Hey, man, it's my man, shame. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He introduced me to him the game. Like, all right, bet. Shout boom. out to the good middle man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because when we first walked through the door, you know, game kind of gave me this look like, who is this? Like, and, you know, I come in there, everybody in there, 
They got red shit on, mm-hmm. all this shit. I got a damn blue hoodie on. It says blood gangland energy on, on it. Yeah, <laughs> I got a blue hoodie that says gangland on. <laughs> like, you know what gang I mean? is this nigga yeah, from? You know what I mean? That's my man Shane. Boom, 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 boom. Man, eventually all that dark energy went away. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything's mm-hmm. cool. You know, so it's like, damn. I was like, damn, that's just crazy. Like, you know, how far people go just off of base saying, yo, he's good. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, he's good. You know that so. middleman is so and and just imagine, like I said, on a universal scale, not even just on like music, but just job interviews, mm. gangs, like mm-hmm. and you know his antennas were up yep. up until the point where he was like he got that cosign from his man. He was he's like, good. Oh, he's good. Yeah, street underground stuff. Like yo, he's good, man. He can he can carry his own. All right, I might yep. I might help that nigga out then. Exactly, it's very <laughs> big on stuff, man. Like having the right middleman, the right introduction. Can go a long way bro. and preparation. Yeah, like I was saying, you too. went there, you prepared. Like, yo, man, I got the link. This my check this stuff out, man. Yeah. You know, let the music speak for itself. Okay, this nigga dope. Come into this pot, bro. Exactly. Like, yeah, so. that's why I liked it because I was like, damn, I ain't really even have to say who I'm associated with. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. He's just like, damn, you rap. He's like, you really rap, rap. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were prepared. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, you want to come in here? You know what I'm saying? So ever since then, man, him and we've been cool. We've been building ever since, man. So that's what's up. Yeah. The organic connections, mm-hmm. man. Another organic connection I would take it on. Um, talk about the relationship with you and Pooh and how how that tour is coming about. Man, uh, how it's come about, I should say. I would tell a funny story, man. All right, so story time. <laughs> so I right, man, when I first got to North Carolina, man. Um, I was working at Just Tires, dog. Mm. Funny, right? Because Just Tires, this big ass fucking van comes up, little brother van. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, bro, this little brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? I bumped these niggas like crazy when I was in DC. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Niggas ain't even know who the fuck I was listening to when I was in DC. Who the fuck a little brother? Like, y'all niggas don't know. Anyways, but yeah, so get one head. of the best duos of all time. Exactly. I get head. You know what I'm saying? And they come to the joint. They come to the Just Tires. Came in. They needed a tire, or whatever. I remember my man was like, yo, this dude in the back, man, he's dope. He got mm. a demo CD. They all in the back, like, yo, give him your demo. And I'm like, nah, hell nah, man. No. I'm like, nah, bro, you know, I'm nervous, whatever. Never gave this nigga my shit. Wow. Dang. Never gave it to him because I was like, I was so like in the moment of like, oh shit. So mm. I took a picture with him. Boom. This was probably, man, I want to say eight years ago, probably longer, maybe. So, um, yeah, so uh, fast forward now. Uh, I got, you know, I got injured, hit by a fucking truck and all that shit. But, Damn. yeah, fast forward. So, um, while I'm healing and everything, uh, it was like a fresh new start on everything. So, I was like, man, you know what? I wrote I wrote a project while I was in there, put it out. It got some good, you know, leeway or whatever, and then mm-hmm. traction. And then, um, I, what happened, man? I found a, I got a manager. Boom, really started hitting it. Streets rally like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm, Doing open yeah. mics like crazy, passing out CDs like I was telling you. Putting in work. Yeah, shirts, all that stuff. People knew me originally from my shirts at first. So that's another, that was another reason why it was easy for me to trans, transfer over to Shame Gang because Shame Gang was just an originally like my entourage. Nigga, you dope, you fuck with me, you part of Shame Gang. You mm, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it, and so it was like people knew that logo. Mm. So I was like, when it was when it was time for me to change my name, I was like, well, let's just go with that. People already know this shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. So then I ended up, you know, I remember I put this post out, my very first show of me opening for like a big, a, of a big established artist was Do or Die, the rap group Do or Die. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have no DJ. What? Didn't have no fucking <laughs> DJ, dog. How did that work? Yeah, so I get there and I, I I asked the nigga. I was like, yo, it was this DJ. I was like, yo, man, y'all mind playing my set? He kind of looked at me like, nigga, what? Like, <laughs> like we ain't playing, like, the fuck nah. Who are you? Know you? Man, I played my shit off my phone that night Woo. and did my set off the phone. It was terrible. It was sucked. It was one of the worst shows I ever had. Mm. Um, so I remember Live and I had, learn Yeah Live and learn Had a conversation With my manager at the time It was just like Man I gotta get a DJ Got to Boom So I you know I had one DJ It didn't work out Then I had another one Didn't work out And then I just remember I was like Man fuck it I'm gonna just go to Facebook Yo anybody know Any good DJ, DJs mm-hmm. Boom 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 Sean Don Justice League Hits me like Yeah I'm a DJ I didn't even know It was that nigga at that time I'm That's a huge crazy. fan Of Lil Brother and yeah. I didn't even know It was him So I'm just like Yeah alright cool Whatever Boom Go to this nigga crib. We start rehearsing. I start, you know, we in the studio. I start seeing all these fucking plaques around. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Little brother, Fonte, and all these niggas. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, dude, like, I don't know this nigga, bro. Like, and he was just like, yeah, man, you know, what we what we used to do back in the day, when me and Pooh and us, I'm like, hold on, what? And he like, yeah, me and Pooh, I'm like, yo, what's your name, bro? I know you say you're DJ Finn, but what's your, like, you know, rap name? He said, Sean Dunn. I'm like, Tch. 
<laughs> really? So I'm saying it like this is crazy. So yeah. ever since then, we just built built a good relationship, built good rapport, and everything like that. And then, man, like I remember, um, just like fast forward to that, man, like you know, what I'm saying just getting advice from you know him and everything like that. And then it was just like one day, I think Pool Tank came to our studio, mm. and then that's when I was, that's when we like re- got reacquainted again. Yeah, and he ne- he didn't remember me. And I remember I showed it to my, the picture to Dunny, of Sean Dunn. I was like, yo, this is Winston Kendall shit. He's like, damn, that's crazy. Mm. And now you know him, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know. Full I think, circle moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then, but really, really tapped me and pulled back into each other was when he came to um, my album listening, my album party, re- release party and uh, the poorhouse. Sold that bitch out. We had him as a, a special guest. Mm. And, man, ever since then, like I said, he just been like a. A great mentor and giving me advice and everything yeah. like that, man. And then when I got the news that you know he was going on tour and that he wanted me to, you know, be the, you know support, man, I was fucking ecstatic because I'm like, damn, this is the person I grew up listening to, Crazy. met this nigga, everything, yeah. and it's just like, damn, look how shit happens, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With patience and time and preparation and everything, man. So like, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for it, man. Yeah, man, yeah. that's dope, man. That's dope because you're seeing everything come into full circle like with, with how you just explained it and preparation being key. You know, you're mm-hmm. prepared and it is paying off and, and you're seeing the um the reap of your harvest or, you know, I'll probably say yeah, that. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> you're getting your tomatoes now, yeah, man. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you planted them, they're coming out, yeah. now we're back to make some ketchup, man. Mm-hmm. So, we're getting to go. Yeah, man. So it's just, <laughs> you like that? You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just been, you know, and then like, and then it's like, you know, it's just been a, it's just been a trickle down effect, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I met Pooh, then come to find out Pooh was managing loot. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then that's how I met Luke. You know, mm-hmm. and that's how I met Devin. I was about to say, imagine me and, met Devin. Yeah, me and Devin ended up doing music. Like I think me and Devin met each other, and then we ended up getting in the studio like two weeks later. I was like, oh shit, like yeah, let's do some shit. He ended up getting on an album and everything, man. So like, like I said, it's just like then you know, then meeting Sheldon, Cuzzo Keys, mm-hmm. you know, the Ghost Ghostmans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's like a ladder effect. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you start to see, um, even even you probably realize that with the game story, mm-hmm. but even on the the scale of just the state dealing with North Carolina, you start to see how small the industry is. It's super small. Mm-hmm. It's super small. Like um, definitely, and definitely, I would say outside of NC too, though, because you know tapping in with with Conway and all of them, and Conway's manager. I built a great relationship with Raekwon and his, and his brother, you know, based, based off of opening them for for years, years ago. And then, you know, just kept in touch with them. And, and it's just amazing how, like, you say one person's name and then everybody knows them. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's ridiculous, yo. So it's it's extremely small. And then, and one thing, too, is that you keep in mind, in this business, it's very important that when you're coming up, remain humble, for one. And then secondly, um, you don't really want to burn a lot of bridges. Because you burn the wrong bridge, it's very, very hard, to, you know what I'm saying, to rebuild that bitch in this business. Because that one person that you fuck over could be, you know what I'm saying, yeah. the glue to you everything. You never know, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's one thing I never I never do, man, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell people this, I, again, South going to watch this be like, you said my name about like too many times. <laughs> but we talk about a lot of real world stuff. Mm-hmm. And um one thing I said, because we were talking about a, a particular artist that we weren't we going to name, mm-hmm. but um he's been, he's just, I don't know, he's just a dick, long mm-hmm. story short, Jesus. to where like he does some um questionable things where it's like his ego is there. And um on both ends with me and South, like he had those kind of occasions where he was being a dick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, at the same time, like, because, like, I had to learn. Um, I asked South, I was like, how do you balance? Because um, I have, like, my history from the past is very street oriented. And so I was like, how do you balance dealing with the industry to where you don't smack a nigga? Mm. Because, like, you know, I take certain things as disrespect. Fast. And I have to, I have to um, look at that as the game, you mm-hmm. know, like being, like, you know, um, cutthroat, and then like you'll see him, and then they'll try to high five you. And just like, I have a really bad poker face, and mm-hmm. so it's like when somebody does me dirty, and I see him be at ready a show, to pop off, yeah. I don't be ready to pop off mm-hmm. now, but at the same time, I don't want like, how are you even gonna come up to me and dap me up, bro? After the shit you did, but there—that's some industry shit. That's some—that's some industry shit that people do. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking them with that, and then 
we came into the um, conclusion where it was like, you know what, you can't even stress that because the same people you see on the way up is the same people you see on the, same, on the way down. Wow. And That's so um, dealing with that, I don't stress over any situation like that. And you reminded me of it with burning bridges. Um, you got to be careful, man, the people that you know. You know, you keep talking to us chick where, you know, she's just in the room chilling and she could be the brother of damn Kendrick for all you know. And and just off of the energy to help how you being an asshole, you know, mm-hmm. you never know where that could go, man. Yeah, that was, that was two of the major things that my manager told me, you know what I'm saying? Like when I first linked with him years ago and he was just like, yo, man, you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to fuck over the wrong chick <laughs> in the mm-hmm. music business. <laughs> if, if if you do go down that road, if you know you're single or whatever, nigga, I am like, Robocop. Yeah. Out here. I ain't looking at no yeah, dude. Like, don't I'm look at that, that shit. Could be bitch. like very important <laughs> to like the music industry and everything, mm-hmm. and you fuck over as a rap, you know what I'm yeah. saying, or something. So he's like, don't think what you know, what I'm saying don't don't you know, what I'm saying do that, and you know, and also you know, what I'm saying remain humble. In whatever situation you get through, and then another thing, man, like that too, that bullshit you was talking about too, just people just smiling in your face and like they do some cutthroat shit to you. I experienced a lot of that shit. I can only imagine. And now I just be like, if I didn't have my manager and my team, that's why I say you gotta have a good team. Mm. My manager and my team probably saved a lot of niggas from getting smacked. I was just about bro. to say you know they probably I mean? gave you that yeah, that guidance, so like let that let that niggas, ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> from getting. Crazy shit done to them, bro, and you know, and I'm grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? So, no matter how big or how whatever you whatever you go through, I I say everybody probably experiences that shit. Yeah, you know what it's saying? part of the game, man. It's part of the shit, mm-hmm. and I, it's crazy. I was watching a an interview with uh, what was it? Vince Staples when he was like, "Ain't it crazy that rap is the only one that they call the rap game? It's the only one they say it's a game. Mm. Every yeah, other I seen genre, those complex interviews. yeah, every other genre doesn't have a game to it." Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of fuck shit that goes on in this shit, bro. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of shit that goes on. You know what I'm saying? And so, in a, in a sense, I probably be looking at like other genres. Probably look at us like, what the fuck is going? Like your little brother, like what the fuck is he doing over here? Mm-hmm. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, they got some wild shit to go on too, but yeah, you know, it's a lot of crazy shit that goes on, bro. So. I just say, like I said, just remain humble and then stay within your circle, bro. And don't even let that other shit affect you, man. Just keep, you know what I'm saying, focus on what you got going on and, you know, everything else going to fall in place, man. The work going to speak for itself. Yeah. 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 Facts, man. And I think with, with Vince, he, he made me think about that because that was a great interview that yeah. he did. Um, he does a lot of great interviews. Very yeah, well especially, spoken, especially that rant, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be on some real shit. Yeah, and he when he said that, that made me think of like when you think of the history of the game when it comes to rap as opposed to these other genres. I feel like it's like that even more now than today uh, in today's realm because of the history of like you got a lot of people that are getting financed it's literally like the street game in a sense yeah. where you got a lot of dudes that are being financed by dudes that's one foot in one foot out trying to get out of the game mm-hmm. and they're they're financing this kid that they have faith in they're putting all their money into it and so then a lot of these guys become CEOs and executives mm. and still have the mentality, kind of, of, street mentality. Of, of a street nigga. Yeah. And with that game, um, it comes a lot of cutthroat niggas. Yeah. It comes a lot of people that give you promises that don't keep. Um, and so I feel like, in a sense, it's like a legal street game. Yeah. In a sense. And, and I feel like that's why it's almost like that as opposed to any other genre. That still, um, you know, not to say you probably got some like mob bosses or something that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Christina Aguilera shit or some shit, but you know what I mean? Like, it's rooted, it, even even with the history of hip hop, it comes from struggle and pain. Mm-hmm. Niggas like getting it in from the mud. Yeah. And so I think that has a lot to do with it as well. And that yeah, philosophy that's some has shit. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed. Yeah. It's like we stay getting pimped and like on some like weirdo. Not to say any other. Not to say the other industries, um, not other genres in the industry are getting not getting pimped, but hip hop like no yeah. other, bro. Well, you gotta think of it too, though. Like what being like people's situations, bro. Like if you in the hood <clears throat> and you have a homie that's got all this money, no matter regardless of what he does, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and he's gonna put it in, put it, invest it into you. Mm-hmm. Any other person's gonna think like hell yeah. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying. A lot of the people that are signed right now were in situations like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I can name a lot of them. You know what I mean? And so, oh, and dealt with Jackie promoters. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a lot of them that experienced that shit, man. And um, I think that I mean, but you got to think too, because especially as a 
independent. It's like dangling fucking candy in front of your face. Mm. It could be like, what's our problem most of the time with independence? Like, we might be creative, but we don't have the fucking budget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I have a lot of projects that I want to put out right now, but I have to steadily move it along because I don't have the budget. Mm. But if a label comes at me right now and says, yo, man, I got like $3 million right now. Mm. You're going to think twice. I might not jump like I might not. Be like, Hell yeah! But I'm gonna think about it. Like, you see what I'm saying? You might you might do one yeah. of these. Like, yeah, like <laughs> shit. You might do the sit back for yeah, a minute. I might be like, you gotta think on that. I might. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we don't think about that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We want to get, get it now. And so you gotta think of like I said, if you've been grew up and you've been poor your whole fucking life, but you talented. Yeah. And then a dude comes to you. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what he drug dealer, whatever the case may be, man, I got fifty racks to help you your shit. Mm. You ain't gonna think about the get back or what you got to do to give it back to him. You think about it right now. Yeah. Fuck it. You know what mm. I mean? So, I, that's that's why sometimes I fought cats that I don't really fought cats in situations like oh, that. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't. When they when they come up from that upbringing, mm. still that's why a lot of cats. Be honest with you, they really don't get great deals until like their fourth or fifth year in the game. Mm. Because that first year, you probably took a dumbass deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You put out all that music. I think Conway just said some shit where he, he basically, the, when he first was signed to Griselda, he didn't read that shit. He just signed it. He didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He signed everything. He said he ain't make no money from that deal. Dang. He, he just now getting paid now mm. off of a deal that he just signed. You know what I mean? Benny the Butcher just signed the deal with Def Jam and all mm-hmm. that shit. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't care what they was reading, man. They just wanted to get the fuck out the hood. Mm. You know, so... A lot of cats only like their first deals be shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that's with a lot of different genres too, and mm-hmm. and a lot of different fields. You know, mm-hmm. you look at even of course it's millions, but you look at I think it comes back down to putting your head down and putting the work in mm-hmm. and weeding yourself throughout the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because you look at rookies in the league, you know they get that rookie deal where it's not it's not the most lucrative. They have to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to go through the bullshit of the game. And then that fourth or fifth year comes with, when, when it's time for that contract extension. Yeah. Then then the, I have the bargaining chips now. That's a perfect way to look at it, yo. And so I tell people in the game, like, if, you know, I'm not going to say a deal is for everybody. But if you're one of those people that, you know, you may not be the most um, financial, mentally savvy, and you need somebody to do some of that work for you, then maybe you should sign with a record label mm-hmm. that has, that has, that, has the, the arms to do the stuff that you're not capable of doing. But just know with that deal... Um, if you put in the work, then the outcome will come sooner or later where you can have the bargaining chips. Yeah. I don't discredit anybody getting a deal. I just want my people to have the right bargaining chips. Yeah, get the you know, right We need to be doing right more deal. partnerships as opposed to... Partnerships or investors, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think I was... Somebody asked me that one day. They was like, man, do you want a record deal? And I really couldn't even give them a, a good answer. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I would, I would listen to it, the offer... You know what I mean? But I was like, I think the best situation would be if I wanted, would be a partnership or, mm-hmm. you know, or an investor, you know what I'm saying, that wants to come in, you know, anything like that. Because I've had, I've already had situations with investors and stuff. I currently have one now, so, which, which is good, but, you know, you're going to second guess those motherfucking deals if they, if it ain't no shitty deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're at a space right now where <laughs> this is, um, and a lot of, I think that's the difference with a lot of different artists where they're their selves. You know, they're signing over their likeliness to where with you, you are past um, the artists of shame game. This mm-hmm. is a brand. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're coming with a mindset like that, how you've come into it, um, the stuff that you're capable of doing and giving a label, it would be no less than a partnership. Yeah, and exactly. So. Like, I feel like and then you got to think, too, though, like, look at the look at the Drake situations or the what was it, um, dang got the rapper name but drake for one before he even signed the deal i think he like he put himself in a position where he could like bargain what he wanted mm. you know and i think that's the best way to do because labels nowadays anyway they don't they're not looking to what uh develop artists anymore yeah they're all Hell no. yeah everything the artist now, development is is gone it's, it's yeah. over you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it, everything now is are you ready to go gotta and be ready, you ready to go, to go then they then they gonna amplify what you have, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They gonna take what you have and amplify it, you know. Yeah. So, but I'm but you got to look at it as okay. If they're willing to give me hundred million dollars, then it means they they know something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they know something about my brand. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And so it's like it makes you think like, okay, if you if you giving me a hundred mil, that means that it's five hundred mil out here for me. Yeah. You know what Dolph, I mean? God bless Dolph. Dolph made yeah. a good point of that. Yeah. You know, remember he uh, he got offered that twenty two million deal. Mm-hmm. He was like, I was about to sign it. I ain't gonna lie. He was like, but then I looked at it. If these niggas is offering me twenty two million, then I'm worth a hundred million. Then I'm worth more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's that mentality where you have to think like, like, damn, do I want it now? Or I want it later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do it, I put my head down and go through the process? Of, yeah, you know, you know. Do I do I go through the process of it now, or do I just go ahead and just say fuck it? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so you have to, in a sense, I kind of think that the industry pl- preys on some of the weak. <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> some of these motherfuckers be like, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. they, mm-hmm. and whatever. But it takes a real strong person to sit there and look at a 22 million dollar contract and be like, nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go elsewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then mm-hmm. look where Dolph, you know, where he became, you know, rest his soul, but he became big, you know, yeah. bigger than everything else, you know what I'm saying. His so kids are set for life. He's set for yeah. life, you know what I'm saying. He, he got businesses masters. in his names yeah. and all that shit, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, man, you just got to look at it from that standpoint. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great jewels, man, great jewels that you're dropping. Yeah. Um, what is on the agenda with, with, with the tour and everything? Like, mm-hmm. we're approaching pretty much going into um, the second quarter. Right. I, would, I would consider this until like the summertime would be second quarter. Um, how are you looking for the remainder of 2022? Well, what's on the book? I plan on dropping this next project on tour. Um, that's the plan. But I um, also like if if it doesn't come out, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a firm believer in you know the shit ain't ready, it ain't ready. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. put it out till it's ready. About what's your time. favorite song to perform on tour? <laughs> uh, damn. Ah. Uh, Probably say no limit crowd right now. Moving, I probably say no limit right now. Yeah. You know, we split the crowd and it's crazy. Uh, I that's kinda, fucking bananas. Yeah, I kind of like, think that's shout the, out to your stage presence. <laughs> yeah. as well. That's very key to being an artist. Thank you, man. That's yeah. probably like my favorite one right now because in every city, we always kind of challenge the city. Like, all right, look, Atlanta did this shit fire. Uh, yeah. What the fuck y'all got on Atlanta? You know what, <laughs> what, the, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, what? We in Baltimore. We in, <laughs> we in Raleigh. We in Durham. You know, we in Charlotte. Like so, yeah. You know, that's probably my favorite one. Um, man, anytime, anytime, me and my manager up there rocking together is, is great because our energy matches each other. Word. So yeah, that's probably my favorite one right now. Word, word. Cool shit, man. man cool but the shit. plan, like I said, is to drop the album this summer while on tour. Um, we're adding more dates to the tour as we speak now too. Um, and then yeah, man, uh, got something really dope that's gonna pop next weekend. I'll probably drop the news for that this Wednesday since it's gonna be next weekend. So yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, other than that, man, it's just ready for new music, new content. Uh, I can't say that yet now. But yeah, uh, yeah just, uh, <laughs> we have new, to wait and yeah, see on yeah, that. Yeah, one. yeah, new projects, all that stuff, man. Yeah, word, mm-hmm. man, shame game, bro. I appreciate you coming Thank on the you. podcast, bro. Much love to you. Love the movement, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Appreciate y'all, sure, man. I love this show, man. This shit fire, bro. I appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. We watching you, man. We listening. You, you making us proud, bro, for sure, man. This is As of Late. Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcast on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcast on Anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.